0: To ABW Live, ah uh, oh dear, uh, we are here to talk about Arsenal one, Wolves two. Oh, God, this is um, going to be dreadful, and I didn't mute YouTube, so there we go. Professional start as always. Uh, I'm joined tonight by Nick. How are you, Nick? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. John, how are you? Uh, I've been better. I've been better, but yeah. Oh, Jesus. I guess we should start with the lineup for the uh, team starting tonight. Um, any surprises for you or disappointments? Obviously, Pepe starts his ban for this game, so he wasn't available for selection. But Bamiang through the middle again, so I guess that was promising.
1: Well, that's what the uh, people have been crying out for, because, you know, to drop Lacazette and play Bamiang through the middle. But, I mean, obviously, that didn't work tonight. But I wasn't actually sure. I think we were talking in the um WhatsApp group, me and Josh, when they put the line up, we could we weren't actually decided on what formation he was playing. There could yeah. have been three or five. to be honest, I don't think the team was that sure what formation he was playing either. But I mean it looks like a four, two, three, one.
0: Yeah, that that's what it looked like to me. Um four two three one or four four one one, sort of moving about and stuff. But yeah, it could have been five at the back, because I wasn't sure whether Tierney was going to play as a third centre back. Um, I guess the first real point in the game is the injury to uh, Raul Jimenez. Uh, the good news if, is, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, he is okay and he's apparently talking and he's conscious again in hospital. So hopefully it isn't anything too serious. Um, but if you didn't see the game, uh, there's a corner in, Louise comes in, challenges for the ball. Nothing wrong with the challenger or anything, but uh, Jimenez is just caught cold completely and they both just fall flat on the floor. Um if you do so they didn't they wouldn't replay it on Sky, but there's videos going around on on Twitter at the moment. Um the noise it made was genuinely sickening. Um actually did make me feel ill and even made my head feel a bit funny. Uh, just horrible injury, wouldn't it? Nick?
1: Yeah, I mean that's what can sometimes happen, which is strange when you've got both players that have only got eyes for the ball rather than they've got their back to the the ball and they're just pulling and shoving and just trying to stop people from getting it. But I mean, good, you know, both of them seem to be okay. And they'll probably, I mean, they took David Louise off at um, half time. So we'll just have to, you know, they'll probably miss a game or two and just obviously we've got to make sure they're right. And I know we've had a lot over the years, not just in football, but in sports pretty much all over the world with head injuries, concussions and stuff like that. We've just got to, You know, the doctors and the people on the pitch, you know, they do know what they're doing. You know, you just got to trust in their judgment. And we've all heard things about, you know, you've got to have third party doctors coming on saying whether they've got to go on and off. But that just opens up a whole can of worms, really, if he says, well, you've got to go off, but you can stay on. But, you know, the good thing is that they both seem to be okay
0: yeah i mean obviously the main thing is the player's safety um i'm not sure louise l- looked really with it but obviously they do the concussion test now um and he was passed to come back on but he did have blood still coming out and pouring out of that uh the bandage he had the one thing i mean we won't get into it here too much maybe it's only for the main podcast we might get into uh on the next one um as I saw some people talking about, and actually Simon from the podcast as well tweeted about it, perhaps there should be an arbitrary free substitution if there is a concussion in a game. Um, just because, you know, I, I mean, obviously tonight it was Wolves and not us, but if a player goes down with something like that, it's not their fault and they have to be taken off for safety reasons. Wolves at that point are left with two substitutions. And in the end, it didn't affect them because obviously they win the game, but it leaves them with two substitutions the rest of the 85 minutes for something that, you know, you cannot foresee. Yeah, but I
1: think Wolves were one of the sides that voted against keeping the five sub ruling because, you know, for whatever reasons that is, but then obviously having an extra rule and sub in place for that, you know, a lot of the clubs are going to abuse it and, you know, pretend they've got hand injuries and waste time and, you know, use it just to get an extra sub on the pitch. And that, that yeah. that's why they're reluctant to do that because, you know, that's all good intention and, you know, in theory, that's completely fair, but people mm. will abuse the system, so that's I think that's why they're reluctant to do it.
0: Yeah, um, definitely an interesting one to talk about, and maybe we'll bring it up on the on the next podcast. Uh, just a quick shout from Gunner ninety three, thank you very much for the donation. Uh, it says the most uh, eyes opening moment tonight was when they brought on Ruben Neves from the bench, and we brought on Nelson. Just let that sink in. Yeah, there was um, a slight disparity in class, uh, let's say, but we go to the first goal of the game. Um, Pedro Neto with the goal. Dendonka probably should have scored it. Um, let's just talk through the goal quickly. Trialway picks the ball up on the right-hand side. Absolutely smokes Tierney for pace, but to be fair, he does that against pretty much everyone. And one out of his however many crosses he puts into the game, this one was actually a really good one. Dendonka probably should have scored, comes back off the crossbar, and Neto is just quickest to it. Um, I... When I'm watching that goal back, Nick, the, the question mark for me is who is picking up Neto? Um, because Bellerin obviously challenges with Dendonka, loses the challenge, but thankfully he doesn't score. Is should that be David Luiz's man or one of the midfielders there? Because it really looked he was totally free and just pounced on it before anyone else.
1: Yeah, watch the replay. David Luiz did seem to be closer to the right back position and a centre half position and After that, I mean, I saw just after we kicked off, he went for a header and usually it just smacked that high off the pitch. And it looked like he hesitated for a second and just headed that down. So I don't know if, you know, once he had the injury, you know, the adrenaline's pumping and as the half went on, he then started to lose it a bit. You see what I mean? So I don't know if that's something to do with it. But when it comes back off the post and... Like pretty much the whole of the game, we were second to every ball with stuff like that. It's like it hit the post. All of our players just sort of froze and just looked at the ball, and Wolves were like, "Oh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll put, I'll,
0: I'll shoot and put that straight in the net." Yeah, I mean, it was a good little take from him because he had to skip a challenge when he did it as well as he took the ball and then and then finished really neatly. Um, I think what you say about Louise is right. There was a couple of times after that clash of heads where he went for a header and he wasn't leaping into it and powering it away like you normally would. He was really gently sort of trying to tap it down. So again, the doctors cleared him. So you have to go with that. That's the right decision, but he's obviously in a, a certain amount of pain. So maybe he's reluctant to head the ball there. And he was certainly playing a lot tighter to Gabriel, as if you wanted Gabriel to go for the headers more. Um, so disappointing from, from that aspect like good ball in Tinny couldn't block it, and then just twice beaten to the ball basically the f- the first chance and then and then the uh, the second ball. But we responded pretty quickly, and um, with a really good header of our own from our Brazilian centre back, who I think this season's probably been one of the few players that you could pick any fault with. Yeah, he's to be honest, he's probably been
1: our player of the season so far, and I think he thought well if our strikers isn't going to score in like nearly 10 hours of football, I'll have to do it myself. And that's, like, that's what they just got sick of. I mean, that was a brilliant header, you know. You know, it got up re- really well, put it straight into the net and hopefully, you know, maybe in training, he could
0: show a how to head a ball. <laughs> yeah, that, that might be worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a promising response back. Again, it unfortunately does come from a set play. Um, obviously we played it out short, but then William got the ball back and put in just, it wasn't a clever ball, but it's just a ball into a good area for players to go and attack. And he, he's challenging with two or three Wolves players and really let really well. So a really good finish from him. But I honestly cannot remember at any point in the game, I'm just sort of looking through the, the stats now, we just he didn't create or really trouble uh, Rui Patricio in goal at all during that game. Um, because after that, and to be honest, only for that kind of little spell and maybe ten minutes at the end of the game, we were just second best for everything.
1: yeah, we we just weren't on it tonight. We had not been on it for a while. I mean, wolves, they were just like how they were playing, I don't know, it's just like they were counter attacking everything. I mean, I mean we were going up to their second goal, but you know, you've got um Triore, like power and us, Tiani again falls over and still manages to pass straight through our whole midfield with one ball. And they were just so direct and powerful and pacey with how they were playing. And it just reminded me so much, you know, back in the Invincible days, how how we used to counter-attack so quickly. But whereas when we get the ball, it's like, right, everyone, just stop for a minute. Xhaka, just stand on the ball, have a look about, oh, I'll just pass it sideways to Bellerin and we'll just you know, just play up and down the pitch. And by the time we get up the pitch, everyone for them is back defending. And we've got no one that can actually pass a ball
0: through to even get close to a shot. Yeah, that was a worrying thing. I mean, Wolves played with a back four tonight, which they did. I think it was against Southampton, because normally they have for the whole time. Nuno's been there, played with a back three. Um, So I'm not sure if Arteta didn't expect them to play like that, but... It, I I wasn't expecting that in the lineup. I thought the Southampton one was a one-off, and they thought, okay, we can be a bit more attacking here. But maybe it's something they're going to do more going forwards. Um, we, we we touch on the the second goal and the winner for Wolves, and as you said, Troyor gets the ball, spins Xhaka brilliantly. Um, I saw I can't remember who it was on Twitter, but someone said something about if Xhaka stands still, then that goal never happens. Well. All right, difference of opinion, but if Xhaka stands still, then Torreiro just walks past him and Xhaka's never catching him up again. So I I didn't really understand that rationale. Yeah, as he's stumbling, he puts the ball through. Um, And this time it was uh, Podence with the goal. Um, Plays a little bit like Hazard, actually. Um, Looks like a Portuguese version of him. Uh, But ultimately, that goal for me, the fault lies at Leno. Um, I know you were one, you stuck up for him a little bit in our WhatsApp group. He makes the initial save. I think it's from Pedro Neto, uh, but spills it in the middle of the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, goalkeepers union and all that. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a very good goalkeeper because I tend to fill most of the goal up by just standing there. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, we watch these replays. That did take a slight deflection. So, you know, and we always seem to watch these replays of these shots at goal at full speed. They can't do much to that. And, and I know a lot of it on Twitter and someone who's been banned from Twitter. Every time Leno makes a mistake or doesn't hit a pass perfectly, he starts screaming, Martinez, Martinez. Or something. Well, he had 10 years at Arsenal, several loan systems. None of them thought he was the answer to be a number one. And they know what we know behind the scenes as well as, you know, and the only thing we had was what? 10 or 12 games during lockdown with no fans. He had no competition because everyone was injured. So you can't take that like two months over Leno's two years when he, most of us will say behind a Bamiang, possibly Lacazette the first year, he was probably our second or third best player over, you know, two full seasons so for people just to come out saying Martinez yeah right, well it will be in the championship in two years probably.
0: Yeah um, don't get me wrong I, I am a big fan of Emmy Martinez but um, I'm still wasn't 100% convinced by him and I mean for me that is a mistake from Leno I think he's got to do better there either push it wider you can't really split it in your own box but the issue is, as a goalkeeper, if you watch Leno's performances, the amount of really great saves he makes throughout games and has done since he's been at the club, um, the pro- the issue he's really got is that, at the moment, he's getting exposed too much. Um, and, let- and the the amount of times we let Wolves into our box, which has not been a problem, really, since Arteta's come in. The one thing we have been, pretty much, is defensively very solid. And that seems to be slipping away right now. Um I mean, that that sort of takes us into half time and then obviously we get the substitution. David Luiz goes off. Um, don't know if they tested again for concussion or if it just was they couldn't stop the bleed on his head or whatever it was. But Rob Holding came on. Um, I thought Holding did OK in the game. Uh, probably actually Holding had my favourite part of the game where he got booked for fouling Adama Traore. And I don't know, if if you haven't seen it, if you have a look on Twitter, there's people posting the video now. You can hear Rob Holding and his lovely Northern accent shouting, Mm. he's built like a brick shithouse. How is that a foul as a trial rate falls over? So that was was probably the most entertaining point as an Arsenal fan throughout the night. Um, Go on, Nick.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that is – I don't know how – it's not just like Wolves and Arsenal. I don't know how you – the defenders over the last five years, how you defend against these players that are so lethal and strong if they want to be, yeah. if they don't want to be, they just chuck himself over. I, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's like he almost, like he t- almost touched his arm and then he just threw himself to the floor. If it, well, you've yeah. got to get touched yeah. tight, but I, I just don't know how you can defend against people like that, that are so good if they want to be and so quick and powerful, what do you do? You can't just let them go
0: because then they'll score. Yeah. If you try, you know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. No, that is is a tough one. I do think defending now is a lot harder than it used to be um, just because of the the speed of players now and how much stronger they are than they used to. Um, Then, I mean, the game really, as a whole, Wolves controlled most of it and it wasn't until the last 20 minutes Arsenal came back into it, but... I don't think that was necessarily us pushing the the sort of agenda in the game. It was more Wolves going, oh, okay, we can just take 2-1 and we can try and hit them on the counter. And they they changed their system. Essentially went to like a 5-3-1, uh, what was it, 5 3 one, one kind of thing with a, a trial oray like as a, at the 10 to run the ball. Um, we tried to change things up. William uh, got taken off for Nelson. Um, I'm, I'm going to get shot by a lot of Arsenal fans now I, for saying this. I didn't understand that substitution because I thought I – did, I didn't have a problem with Nelson coming on because clearly we needed something different and someone to run with the ball. But I actually thought William had played okay and hadn't really done anything wrong in the game. I thought Willock and Saka, on the other hand, and I love Saka. I think he's great and Willock is a different conversation. Um, I thought they were dreadful I- in the match. So I didn't quite get that substitution personally. I don't know what you thought of that one, Nick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the bench. I was like, right – come on, Arteta, earn your money, show us what you got. And I looked at the bench, I thought, wouldn't really want to bring any of them on to change the game. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't really pick a match winner out of anyone on the bench. I mean, I don't know what's happened to, well, whatever happened to Lacazette, Aubameyang seemed to have caught as well. They just can't score. You know, pretty much the whole forward line and midfield was shocking tonight. I, I, yeah, they were just terrible. And, you know, what? I mean, I eventually brought Lacazette on for about, what, 10 minutes to go and took Xhaka off. I was like, but it's too late. And our best, you know, you say, the last 20 minutes when we looked, I wouldn't say dangerous, we were just going up and down the pitch, like thinking maybe we'll put a cross in, maybe not. And, you know, that's like um, Bellerin would get half a yard. I thought, right, you've got your half a yard, Whip across in the box. No, nope, he stops, check backs, put it back into midfield. And then we try down the other side with Tierney. I think, well, even if even when we did manage to put a cross into the box where I think uh, Abameyang had one missed, and I think Rob Holden had a header and went straight over. So
0: yeah.
1: we've never been one for, what, 20 years for like scoring with headers? No. I mean, Giroud sometimes, but we never used to play Giroud like that, even when... You know, he was so good at headers, so I just couldn't see what Arteta was trying to do in the last 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was very strange. Um, just quickly, I will say, uh, Petito100, thank you very much for the donation. Uh, we've got your question, so we'll ask that after we've wrapped the game up. Um, I, Yeah, it's weird, because we put in, I think you put a stat in the group, and it was 33 crosses and 3 were accurate. Yeah, and which that's... one of which one of those is the William Cross for for Gabrielle's goal, obviously, yeah. and it's and I mean yeah. and that one was more of a that wasn't picking a player out, that's putting it into an area and letting a, a Arsenal player attack the ball. I think that might
1: have been classed as a long pass rather than a cross.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's bizarre. I don't understand the the amount of crosses we put in against a team like Wolves who. The one thing you know with Wolves is they're defensively solid. They don't let in a lot of goals. They tend to not score a lot, which um, is bumping true. And obviously, the point we get a lot of the ball in the game is when they go back to the defensive system, which is what they're used to playing. And they're quite happy to sit in there. And you can log balls in all day. And and Bolly and Cody and all those players are just going to head it out, have no issue with it. And then they're going to try and break through Traore or Neto or, you know, one of those players. And they did nearly catch us, to be fair, a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I think you said that through our really good period, like 20, 25 minutes, the team that almost scored and that was Wolves on the counter and that was, like, Traore again, just ran through the whole midfield and he was like, oh, so you really just ain't going to bother tackling me. And I think yeah. they, I went over and the guy, I think uh, Gabriel got the block in Yeah, yeah, shot yeah. that went out for a corner. So in our
0: best period of play, Wolves nearly scored. Yeah, that, that's the thing. If, if you didn't watch the game, um, I genuinely cannot remember Patricio making a save in, in the no, whole game. No, we make... didn't
1: really test him no. at distance or anything like that. But it seems by the time we got anywhere within 30 yards, the whole Wolves teams were back because we were so slow. I mean, there was a couple of times where I think um, Saka tried to play a couple of quick one-twos with Aubameyang, mm. and bamiang just wasn't at it. I mean, he tried to play a one-two, and Aubameyang just ran the other way. Yeah, I think one of them, and you think, you know, everyone just seems to be, I suppose the word is, we're just so slow. Yeah, that, oh, that's what we. it feels
0: like. And it we've
1: never been a slow side. We've always been, you know, right back from the early Arsene Wenger to the late Arsene Wenger. We've always been quick, one, two-touch football, quick, yeah. quick counter-attacking and, and stuff like that. I don't know why, but, if, you know, our whole
0: midfield just seems to slow everything down. Yeah, we, I mean, when we came out in the second half, I thought for five minutes we played a bit quicker, but again, it just dropped off. Um, but, I mean, that basically is the game. We ended up losing 2-1, probably should have been maybe 3-1 three. Three to Wolves, to be fair. We deserved absolutely nothing out of it. The fact we even got a goal is is kind of a bit embarrassing for them. Yeah. Um, just talking about the game overall, obviously you mentioned it there. We seem so slow to play the ball. Um, our two midfielders in the game, I thought, Xhaka, we know he's not quickest on the ball. And what he's best at is those big switches of play or long balls. But he had no movement in front of him. So Bios, when he wants to play well, can be good and knit things together. But he dawdles on the ball too much. And I think those 2 didn't have a particularly good game, and then I think if you look ahead of them, Willock looks out of his depth in the Premier League to me. Um, did great. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the thing. He, he hardly got the ball. Second half he was slightly better, and he did a little bit more, but yeah. he wasn't running beyond the forwards like you see him do in the Europa League. So I don't know if that's the instruction for the manager or not. I thought William was okay, but again, nothing really exciting, and he stuck to his job and tried to help Bellerin where he could defensively, but other than his few deliveries, I don't think he did much. Saka was non-existent in the game. Um, I think there's an argument maybe he needs a rest, but I don't know. We you know with Pepe suspended as well now, I'm not sure who else we can play. Um, the big one I want to talk about is Aubameyang. Um, He's been kind of Mr. Untouchable at Arsenal because of the amount of goals he's got. But since he signed that contract, uh, he's disappeared completely. Now, it's not all his fault, obviously, because he's not getting service. But he's making zero movement, He doesn't look to be making the effort. He's playing through the middle now, getting that chance there. I don't think he's the greatest hold-up player in the world, so that's obviously not going to be his game. But he's just doing nothing, and he doesn't look interested. Um, Is it worrying you a little bit that as soon as he got that deal, he's just, you know, kind of uh, just stopped performing?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, he signed, what, in the window when, um, you know, obviously Urzel signed his big money contract. He knows, you know, and he's the captain, so he knows what's happening with these players, the sort of, as soon as they sign Duting or whatever, then you know the rules have been changed. He knows everyone was going to be watching him, but he's not been putting in the work rate that he should have been after he signed that. I'm sure the club, his agent and himself should know, okay, they're going to be after me now. I've got to prove that I'm worth this contract. I've got to give them no ammunition at all you know, for them to say anything to me, and he's just completely dropped off. And I, I don't know if it's all his fault. But I mean, I was reading the other day that um, Harry Maguire's had more shots on target than Lacazette and Aubameyang. I mean, you can say whatever you want about Manchester United, but if a centre half at Manchester United is having more shots than Pierre Emery Abamyang, something's not right in how you're yeah. playing him.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm not. This is not all hate on Abamian because I don't think it is all his fault. Um, clearly, he isn't getting service, and the players behind him. Aren't, I don't think they're moving around enough either. No. Um, and we get the same issue when we play Lacazette through the middle as well. That, that obviously it's a slightly different setup that they're trying to do. But I am a bit worried and concerned about him. I don't know if it's one he's. I don't know if he's lost a little bit of faith in what Arteta was doing because the players seemed very much to back Arteta when he first came in and obviously they were performing and getting results. But I think part of it might be that, but also it's just, I think his confidence is gone. This is the longest he's gone without a goal. Um, And when, you know, he's not like Lacazette where you can say, okay, I'm not a big Lacazette fan, uh, haven't been for a long time. But when he does play up front, he works really hard. He chases, he presses all game. Abameyang isn't that sort of player. He's just a goal scorer. He's a pure goal scorer, that's it. So yes. um, yeah. Well, so it's
1: just strange that Lacazette was not uh, Abameyang was scoring so many goals. You know, he was giving penalties away to Lacazette to help build his confidence. Mm. And now he's, you know, in like what 3 months he's only scored one penalty.
0: Yeah. It's it, just it,
1: how weird that can change because, I mean, I've heard, oh, he's, he's only about pace and all that, but most of his – I can't remember a lot of his goals are coming from him just, you know, beating people for pace and you know running from, you know, the halfway line, taking everyone – you know, like I'm really used to. Yeah, yeah. That's the odd sort of then, but not – you know, he, he's not only
0: a speed merchant, is he? No, a lot of his goals come from good movement or anticipating where the ball's going to drop. He scored plenty from outside the box as well, you know. Um, But, yeah, he's going to need the team around him to play well. And at the moment, they just really aren't. Um, Yeah, just the whole team today. I mean, honestly, I thought Willian was okay. I thought Tierney did Pretty good, obviously, disappointing that you got beaten and and the cross came in for their first goal, but there's very few players in the league who can keep up with Triore if any, to be perfectly honest. And I thought Bellerin wasn't bad either. Um, But yeah, soundly beaten, to be fair, and rightly deserved by Wolves. Um, We're gonna go into some questions and stuff now. Uh, I will just quickly plug, uh, Danny's doing all the little bits at the bottom. He's on the buttons. Um, We've got a affiliate link, for Manscaped. So if you're like me and you want to trim your whatever it is, you can do that. I can assure you, is 100 percent very good. The ladies approve, uh, have had it proven. And also I did get completely off topic. Um I got a tweet from someone earlier from uh, Tactical Goon. Oh look look at that. Danny's such a pro. He's put the Manscaped 3.0 on the screen. If you're if you're only listening and not watching, he's on the screen. He's very fancy. He's got a lovely little light on it and everything. Um, I did get a tweet from someone uh, called Tactical Gunner, whose name is officially Arteta out on Twitter. So he's he's obviously made his mind up already. But I'm so angry. Please uh, say anything to make us feel better. Keep on changing the subject to off topic indirectly. Well, normally Danny, if Danny was here, that would work perfectly. Um, but I can give you one off topic story, and it's the best thing I saw all day. Went for a cigarette earlier. I'm in a flat, walking down at the ground floor, and there was a woman there doing a washing up, and for some reason she decided to have no top on whatsoever. So I apologize, to any female listeners, but she was just standing there with her boobs up. So there you go. That was the highlight of my day. Random boobs at the window. Um, or as Danny likes to call yeah. Anyway. Um also I will plug uh quickly before going to the questions, Nick, your Twitch, because you do stream quite a bit. So what is your Twitch if people want to follow you on that?
1: Yeah, some Nick Fights at Twitch. I mean, I just type it into the search bar. I'm not giving the whole dot .tv thingy. Just yeah. put it in
0: the search bar. It's easier. So, yeah, if you want to watch Nick on Twitch and help a fellow go to out, go, go check him out. And I think we're also, like, this is being streamed on Twitch and Periscope and all the other things as well. Uh, Big Bunny Kane, you can indeed trim your beaver. We spoke to people at Manscaped. A lady can use it. A man can use it. Danny got one and uh, you can even use it on your head, apparently, if you want. But you shouldn't use it on both because it's different anyway. Uh, To the questions. So I will go to Julian Salon first because you asked this in the Discord and in the YouTube chat. Thank you very much, Julian. Um, Do you think the board are getting a bit twitchy on the appointment of Arteta? Nick, would you reckon?
1: Uh, The further we get away from top four and getting the Champions League money, the more twitchy they're going to get. And I don't know, you know, I don't know how clever the board is, you know, with the rest of the team, you know, if, if they actually talk to anyone else, if, you know, I mean, whether we say it or not, I know we like to blame Emery for everything that's ever been wrong with Arsenal in the last 10 years, even though he was only there for 18 months. Our players did down tools the last month to try and get him out. And basically he took the flack for a lot of our players just not performing. And if they're going to do that again to Arteta, then, you know, bringing in another normal manager is not going to cut it. They're going to have to bring in like a specialist. And even though we haven't got the money, you know, spend a fair bit on different types of players, you know, players that will fight for the cause and knock down tools and things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the boards, from everything I've read from different articles about the Cronkies themselves, and obviously they've put their own guy in there now, um, Tim Lewis, I think it is, uh, to sort of oversee more of the financial stuff at the club. They'll obviously be watching and they'll be concerned, but they've got a lot of faith in Arteta from everything I've ever read and heard. So I don't think they will be like thinking about, Oh, we need to make a phone call now and get rid of him and stuff. Um, And it kind of ties in a little bit to Daz Quint's question of how many games would you give Arteta before he's fired? The issue for me is, and this is not me protecting Arteta and saying that you, you can't criticize him because absolutely you should, because if things are going wrong, ultimately it falls on the manager. Um, But if you get rid of him, say, come Christmas if results aren't going better or end of the season or something like that, then you're just chopping and changing a lot again. And we are not Chelsea in the sense that when they've done that, and it has worked for them, but they've done that, brought in very fairly experienced managers in most cases, and also backed them up with a lot of money and and invested in the team. This is not the the way we're going to do things. This is a, a long process to improve this squad. Um, like I love Granit Xhaka, I think he's a good player, but clearly we need a better centre midfielder if we want to compete at the top level in Premier League. I I totally agree with that, and he would be one who would be gone. I don't think we'd buy Sabayos. Um, Partey's a great signing, but he needs more help in there. We need a creative player because Ozil's obviously he's not gonna you know uh, he's not gonna come back into the team, um, and he'll be gone when his contract's up. So there's a lot of things that need to be done at the club. I think we need a new striker. Uh, you know. As good as Abamyang is, even if he finds his form back, he's he's over thirty. He's not going to be playing as well as he can do for a, for that amount of time. And I think the pinning a lot of hopes on the youngsters. Every time I've seen Saka is the only one who looks like he can do it in the Premier League. Nelson and Willock maybe haven't given enough chances, but when they have played, they just haven't looked good enough for me. So yeah, we don't know how Martinelli's going to come back either. Yeah. Is he going to be the same player he was before? You know. We don't know. And even, you know, even if he comes back and he plays okay, it could take a year, maybe longer, for him to get up to where he was. You remember when, uh, I think, when Bellerin had that injury and obviously he was out for a long time, came back, and it took him probably a full season until he was getting back to how good he was. And he was he's still not quite the same. He still hasn't quite got that pace that he used to. So um, I, I think you've got to give Arteta longer. I get people wanting to get rid of him if it carries on in this way, but... Uh, For me if you do that Then it's a case of Okay well Arteta's got this way We're going to play You bring in another guy Maybe he changes it Does he want different players in You're constantly putting the club And the squad And players in different directions All the time And I I don't think we're financially In a position to do that Um, Right, Phil Macker asks uh, So tell me oh wise ones And Danny um, I wouldn't say we're wise ones But yeah Who is to blame for our current shambles The players, the manager Or the tactics Gordon, you can have a stab at that and then I'll, I'll see if I can.
1: <laughs> well, obviously, that's all of them, you know. We always try to blame one player, one manager. And we always have, you know, we for Arsenal, we always seem to have a boo boy as well. And it seems like, obviously, Ozil's not playing, so we can't boo him. We're not quite at the stage of booing Lacazette and um, Aubameyang yet, because you know, even though they're not scoring. I don't know, maybe Leno could be the one by Christmas and we'll boo him and we'll have to put that young lad in who's played like two games of football in his whole career and then we'll see how that gets on. But yeah, I mean, look, Arteta, he's got a big job to do. You know, Emery was kind of like, you know, a little patch onto what Wenger was going to do. You know, it's no, it's, no, it's no secret that Arsenal have been average at best defending for the last, what, 10, 15 years. For him to come in, and that, that does seem us what he's, he's trying to do, he's got to get the balance of the team right, because before we were great at scoring goals. We couldn't defend at all. We just couldn't. You know, how many high-scoring games, you know, were we involved in? So many. So if, he, if his plan with Arsenal and the board is say, right, up till Christmas, let me just try and get, the defence and midfield somewhat settled in how I want to play. And then we'll worry about the goals because we always have been good at scoring goals. And if that's what the plan is this season, I think come, what, January, February, we'll see where Arteta is. If we're still playing like we are now in January, you know, January, February time, then, yeah, Arteta probably has failed in what he's trying to do. So I think that's we're gonna to have to wait until then to see can. I mean. Like you say, to sack sack him now, we can't afford to sack him now.
0: Yeah. I I mean I I agree with Nick. I think it's a combination of all of them. Um I think there's players who've uh played badly individually or made stupid decisions individually. Um you can look at uh Pepe and obviously he's Red Cards. Um I know the the guy obviously like went for it and put it on as much as possible, but you can't do that in a game of football. So that's cost us him for three games in the Premier League, just as he's starting to look a bit better, to be honest. You know, I wasn't that sold on him, but he started to play a little bit better. So that's disappointing. Um, Willian has not been as good as I would have hoped. And I think he's certainly the boo boy at the moment. He's the easy, easy picking player because he's come from Chelsea and the amount of money we spent on him, uh, again, not his fault. That's that's the management who decided to pay that money for him. Um I think Arteta is at fault for sometimes trying to overcomplicate things uh, a little bit too much in the way that perhaps Pep does, which is maybe something he, one of the bad things he's picked up from Pep Guardiola. Um, I do think he has made us more solid defensively. Yes, I know we lost tonight and the last couple of games haven't been great. But I think overall, if you look at him in his very short period as an Arsenal manager, defensively, we have been so much better than we were under Emery or Arsene in his last I don't know, ten, well, not ten, maybe six, seven years that he was at the club. <clears throat> um, and, and the other people I would blame is um, you know, the people at the top because the recruitment has been just bizarre and just all over the place. It's no joined up thinking. Um, you know, you spend all the money on a Bamiang and uh, and Lacazette within six months of each other is just really odd. The huge contract with Gays of Meza Ozil Um, again, and this is not me picking on the players. Everyone knows I'm not a fan of Ozil, but he's entitled to go, well, you've given me this contract I'm going to say here. It's, it's up to him. You know, um, the money we've played Kolasinic, uh, Mustafi, you know, the money we've paid for Cedric, all very weird deals and just doesn't seem to be any joined up thinking. And I think that's a consequence of in that period of time where you've had different managers and then the board changing, members changing, and obviously Don Rowell as everyone called him as well, with some very shady dealings there. So it, it all culminates together. And actually Gunnerblog put a really good tweet out earlier and he said, I think Arteta's a, a good manager. I don't think he's bad. And Emery quite clearly is not a bad manager because you can look at his record in Spain and what he's done in the Europa League. He's not a bad manager. So it's not necessarily that the coaches are bad, but there's obviously something fundamentally wrong at the club. And I do think it is the, the recruitment and the squad that we've got is not balanced at all. It, it's a very, very strange strange setup we've got. And that's something that I think, regardless of what manager you get in, it's going to take a long time for that to to be fixed and corrected. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's that's a long term thing. You're never gonna you're never gonna fix that in one window. Um, petito one hundred who donated earlier. Thank you again, petito. Uh I will ask the same question that was asked of Emery. What is Arteta's style of play? You won the FA Cup sitting back and lumping it to Alba. Uh, Nick. <laughs>
1: Well, I wouldn't go as far as say we're long ball merchants, even though that's kinda how Liverpool have been playing the last year and they're doing quite well with it. Like I said, he hasn't been there long enough to get his perfect style of play. I mean, we did stop obviously because of COVID for a while you know, for a while. So he hasn't had time to implement what he wants. And then I mean, one of our best games this year was probably United, and that was a midfield of Partey and El Nene, who within like two games, just both disappeared through injury. So the fact we've gone back to, you know, Xhaka and Sabayas in midfield, which is kind of what Emery was doing last year and then obviously towards the end, you know, that's what we want to do. We, I mean, what was and Wenger's style of play when he first got there? Didn't he lose his first game in charge or something like that? Or, you know, or something like that. But, you know, it took him what? Two and a half years, from ninety six to ninety eight, to you know, because kind of similar in reverse. We had a really good defence, but we weren't scoring goals, so there was nothing wrong with it. But he didn't. We did. He didn't get there, and then all of a sudden, we were scoring four, or five goals. You know, every game playing brilliant. You know, attacking football with overmass and you know, Berkamp and Benelka running on. It, it took t- you know, it took Arsene Wenger two years, so. You know, not saying we have to give Arteta two years, but no, I don't know. Can anyone put their style of play down at a club, like straight away?
0: I, I think it's very difficult to, to, well, to put it down, one, to put it down straight away, but also to then have it work. Yeah. You look at Guardiola when he came in with Man City, it was quite obvious straight away the way he wanted the team to play, and it didn't work at all yeah. because the players either weren't good enough for it or they hadn't learned enough yet. And then you saw in his second season it improved. Now I'm not saying Arteta's. If you give him that time, it's also going to turn around and we're going to be Man City under you know Pep after his first year or whatever, because uh, obviously we haven't got the same sort of money to spend. But it it takes time to implement those things. I think one thing is obviously defensive solidarity, a lot more running, um, pressing better, but pressing for a certain period of time, not like you saw under Emery where it was very high press and constantly all the time. I think um i think it's more of a more in the pep style that you press for a certain amount of seconds and then if that period is passed then you drop back into shape mm. so you know th- there's a lot still to come and if, the other thing is as well i don't think he's got the players um someone said in chat i thought edu and arteta were in charge of recruitment well i mean edu is and arteta obviously has a say but you can't buy every single player you want in, in one window and also you can't do it if you can't get rid of players as well because we obviously we've We had to loan out Guendouzi and people like that. So, um, yeah, I do agree as well with our cactus cash has put in the box. The press has stopped, though. It has stopped to a certain extent. Um, I think there was periods in tonight's game where we did do it, but it's not the same. How can you press when they're 2-1 up and they're not actually coming forward
1: enough so we can press them?
0: Yeah, I I think the other thing as well is that what you saw um, with a lot of managers in the league is that they have one style and that's what they're doing. You know that's what they're going to do week in, week out. Arteta, at least, whilst he may not change the formation too much or tinker with it that much, I do think he does adapt depending on the team he's playing. Um, you know We're not pressing every single team. Um, so like tonight, I don't think we press as much, but against Man United, we obviously pressed a lot more because they were playing out and we were trying to exploit any mistakes they made. So I do think he's willing to change it more for the opponents. And it's a lot harder to read our Arteta team as well because trying to guess what formation he's actually playing in a game and the fact it changes whether we're defending or attacking, depending what side of the pitch we're playing down, all those things. Positions are constantly moving, which is where I think he does overcomplicate things a bit. But it's, it's still a long way to go. Um, well, we've got two more questions and then we will wrap up for the night because I oh, can't be bothered to talk about this game. It's fucking miserable. Um, Sergio Gutierrez says, our team is trash. What's the solution to this team? Um, I don't think it's trash. I just think it needs improvement. Um, I think if Pato is playing, we play better. Um, everyone's screaming for Mesut Ozil. We can't pick him, so I don't know why he's screaming for him. But you could have put him in the team tonight. It would have made no difference. I can guarantee you that. It wouldn't have done anything. Um, don't be wrong. He's a great player when he wants to be, but it, it's not going to make a huge difference. I think Pepe probably would have been decent, uh, to be honest because Wolves do like to push on and their forwards like to get on and he could have exploited that, that that space in behind. So it's disappointing he did pick up that red card. So I do think it's a case of we need to improve this, the midfield, get Partey a proper partner to play next to. And we do still need a creative player. Um, so look, it's not going to be Ozil and it never is going to be, sadly. I think he's a great player. He's part, sadly now he's, he's quite happy to put his feet up and do all his other stuff. So um, yeah, and people are saying party and El would have made no difference either. I'm not saying party and El Nenny would have made a difference. As said party on his own would have made a difference. I think we would have been a bit more solid, and defence would have been covered a bit better. But he needs someone else next to him. And at the moment, I don't think we've got a proper partner for him. Um, last question from Phil Macker: Has Danny used the manscape on a beaver? Now, I'll leave you on a little secret. Danny has used it on a beaver. I can't tell you what her name is, but I can promise you no animals were harmed in the process of trying it out on a beaver. But a beaver was safe and very happy, and it's now perfectly smooth. So there you go.
1: But his cat, Bergy, he hasn't been seen for about a week. So
0: Yeah, we are quite worried about that. Yeah, and um, Danny has got a new cat-shaped hat, so that's a bit of a worry. Obviously, Manscaped does not endorse the shaving of cats no. at all. Um Right, so that is it for tonight's show. Um, don't forget to hit the like button if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, hit the thumbs down button. That's also fine. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell icon, then you get notified every time we go live. We're also on Twitch. So we stream it there. We stream it on Periscope and we're on Facebook and all those things. And if you watch it, if you're not watching, then Danny's put a lovely thing up about manscaped and how it saves your balls. I can attest. The ball toner is very good. The shaver is very good. The underwear is honestly the most comfortable underwear I've bought, or oh, I didn't buy actually. Well we we kinda got it free. Um is the best underwear I've had in a very long time. I always forget to buy nice underwear, that's fantastic. And you even get a very cool little newspaper thing that you can shave all your bits on and then throw it away neatly. That's always a problem when I trim a beard, like the hair goes everywhere. Um, don't forget, of course, check out Nick as well on Twitch, uh, at Nick Fights. So just having Nick Fights on Twitch and you'll find him. You can go help a gooner out, go watch his shows, talk football, talk games, whatever it was. Uh, check out our Discord as well. All the links are in thing below and on the Twitter and everything else. So it just leaves me to say thank you, Nick, for joining me tonight. Yeah, cheers for having us on, John. No, not a problem uh thank you all in the chat box for interacting as always and ask questions thank you for everyone watching on twitch or periscope or wherever it is you're watching and if you're listening back later as well thank you as always for that uh so just leave me to say danny please switch the shit off as soon as i scored that goal, i was fucking livid
1: splendid business get down dog